This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Do you weigh more than you did years ago? Millions of Americans have packed on extra pounds. An obesity researcher shares the facts and what we can do to shed that extra weight. Americans in particular have tended to be getting taller as well as heavier. But here what we see is that we haven't gotten taller. We're just adding pounds to our frame. Then, teaching students how to read with comprehension is vital. We'll hear from an expert who has tips on instilling a love of reading in kids. A couple things happen when you read aloud, whether it's in the classroom or to your student at home. One is you infuse in them a love for literature. And not only that, when they hear their peers reading them aloud, it's ten times more powerful. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Do you weigh more than you used to? If so, you're not alone. Millions of us are overweight, and new research says Americans of all ages are heavier than they once were. Tony Camuzzi is an obesity researcher and scientist with the Department of Genetics at the Texas Biomedical Research Institute in San Antonio, and he joins us to talk about this. This new data on obesity, which comes from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, how significant are these findings, in your opinion? Actually, I think this is a very interesting report. It's not surprising or unexpected, but I think it does underline the problem that we face. And what it said was the average Americans packed on 15 or more additional pounds without any change in height. Is this unprecedented, this much of a weight gain? I don't know if I would say it's unprecedented, but I think the really key point here is that we haven't gained any height. So if you look at the data across multiple past decades, Americans in particular have tended to be getting taller as well as heavier. So that's not to say we haven't had problems with obesity in the past, but the overall increase in size ameliorates that a little bit. But here what we see is that we haven't gotten taller. We're just adding pounds to our frame. Why is this happening? Is it because of the type of food people are eating? Is there a tendency to go more with high-calorie soft drinks? What's happening in your opinion? Well, I think it's it's all of it. So part, speaking as a geneticist, we know that there are genes that contribute to susceptibility to people to gain and to maintain a larger weight, but that's not what is really driving this epidemic, so to speak. So really to speak to your question, it's a multi-component issue, really. You know, on the one hand, we've made calorically dense foods relatively cheap and easily obtainable. You know, we can talk about the nutritional quality of those. That aside, however, the caloric content has increased and they're easy to get. And at the same time, we've pretty radically decreased our abilities to expend energy on a regular basis. I mean, you think about it just in my lifetime, we've gone with, you know, everybody's now got garage door openers. You use a remote to change the channel on your television. You know, we don't have to expend energy. We can get a robot that'll sweep the house or mow the yard now. And I see in this study that even 11-year-old kids also gained weight. Girls up more than 7 pounds. Boys packed on 13 and a half pounds compared to 20 years ago. 
Again, as you pointed out, with kids, perhaps they're less active today than they used to be, more screen time and less time outdoors. Oh, I agree, and I think that this is one of the things that's a bit of a frustration, I know, to myself and to others in the field at times, is we see a lot of emphasis placed on regulating you know, school nutrition, which is a good thing. But at the same time, we've decreased the amount of physical activity in the school day as well. They don't get the same amount of PE or just free recess time that you and I probably used to get. We're talking on InfoTrack with Tony Camuzzi, an obesity researcher and scientist with the Department of Genetics at the Texas Biomedical Research Institute in San Antonio. And we're talking about a new report from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention about how people have gained weight in this country. Tony, I guess there are different classifications that you would use, normal, overweight, and obese. Explain what these categories are, if you can, and where people are fitting into these categories now. Well, one of the ways we routinely try to quantify a person's degree of overweight or obesity is using BMI. It's the individual's weight divided by their height square, which is what makes this report so interesting is, you know, we haven't changed that height component. We're just adding to that weight component. And so if you look at the typical breakdown for Western Europeans, Americans and such, that typically BMI above oh, about 27 or so up to about 29 is overweight, 30 and above considered obese, and we can go on up into to various levels of obesity. So the size of the individual is scaled for their weight. Just in terms of not this study, but your general knowledge of obesity, how does the U.S. compare with other nations around the world with the weight gain situation? Well, we definitely tend to lead, <laughs> but we're not alone. So, you know, it's a phenomenon I think we see increasingly with westernization and changes in diet. One of the things that's particularly interesting, I think, given even what I said about the way we use BMI, you can't use the same thresholds across all populations. So we know that for Asian populations in particular, those numbers, those cut points are going to be a little lower down than they are for Western Europeans. But overall, it follows the same pattern. But yeah, at the end of the day, we are a big people. And these findings would also perhaps link to chronic disease increases such as diabetes or heart disease, I would imagine, right? Oh, absolutely. That really is the critical part of this. There's been a long-standing use of BMI as an indicator of overall risk for metabolic disease, whether you're talking about diabetes, heart disease, fatty liver disease, any number of metabolically-related chronic conditions. It doesn't track necessarily one-to-one for each individual, but when you look at the average BMI within a population or a group, it's a very good indicator of the overall risk for that population. What can we do as a nation to reverse this trend? Any suggestions, any way we can start to take this weight back off? I think part of it, some of it, you know, this is not per se rocket science. It's a pretty simple equation. The amount of energy you consume versus the amount of energy you expend. If you expend more energy than you consume, you're going to have an energy deficit. You're going to lose weight. If you have an energy surplus, you're going to gain weight. Now, even despite how simple that sounds, the application of that in our daily life becomes very difficult. We face time constraints so that finding that time to get in the extra exercise is difficult. The ability to use labor-saving devices and all, I think we all 
you know, like that. I mean, one of the things I think about is how much time do we spend in our car in a parking lot driving around to try to find the spot closest to the door as opposed to just parking and walking a little bit. Certainly, a exercise program is beneficial and it would be helpful. But I think in some ways, just trying to get some basic energy expenditure back into our daily lives. I mean, I think many of us are probably guilty of sitting in our office and send an email to the person two offices down as opposed to getting up and walking down and just telling them something directly. You know, obviously diet is important. Calories are cheap. And we tend to like the things we, we like and oftentimes overindulge. Some researchers talk about such things as high fructose corn syrup and sugar added to many foods and the effect of carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates on the body. Do you think that's a, a big factor with the weight gain as well? I think it is part of it. As a matter of fact, I have research of my own in that area that goes with that. But to a large extent, a calorie is a calorie. A calorie is a unit of energy. So in some ways, the source of the calorie may be less important than the number of calories. Now, certainly having said that, you always want to be conscious of eating a balanced diet. And I think where the sugar, added sugar becomes an issue is that it gets added into things we don't often think about, which in turn raises the caloric content of the foods we're looking at. So, you know, we look at a bottle of ketchup or look at things that you wouldn't necessarily think of as having sugar in them. And oftentimes they can have quite a bit. Tony Camuzzi, obesity researcher and a scientist with the Department of Genetics at the Texas Biomedical Research Institute. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Next, how to encourage kids to read more books. An expert shares advice. Coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.